We have a focus for each episode, but the discussion is as wide-ranging as our industry and just as welcome. This week, our focus is on the Academy for Hospitality Arts itself. I am joined by the founder and president of the Academy, Michael DePerry. We will take time to properly introduce the Academy for Hospitality Arts and our president. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me, Noah. It's a pleasure. Um, so, you know, this is a pretty big industry, lots going on, but specifically, uh, what got you into hospitality? What's, what's some of your earliest hospitality memories? Oh, my earliest hospitality memory was, I think, around 1982, the roaring 80s. Uh, my girlfriend at the time thought that I would make, uh, I had the personality to be a great bartender. And she was the one who said, well, she was a hairdresser, so she was in the service industry. And she, she really encouraged me to, uh, to check it out and give it a shot. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you uh, went from, you know, like what you were just like a kid on the street and you were like, I got to get into bartending. This girl thinks I should do it. <laughs> uh, actually, not so much that. It, it sounded intriguing. Um, you know, at the time I was around 22 years old. So, and it was the 80s. So I was very familiar with uh, nightlife on Long Island. And it seemed intriguing. Mm. And I uh, answered an ad and uh, went to the place that would be my first hospitality uh, venture. And that was Fulton Street Pub. And it was in Melville, Long Island. Uh, No longer there. I think it's a post office now. And uh, went in for an interview uh, right before I was going out to a club with my girlfriend at the time. And the interview went great. And I was hired as a bar back, not a bartender. They told me the path, you know, first you mm-hmm. bar back, service bar. And then if all goes well, you pay your dues, you become a, you go to main bar and you're a bartender. And that was the beginning. And then I remember uh, I was slightly nervous. Uh, I was not familiar with this establishment. And I showed up for work early. And the first shift that I, as soon as I was handed my staff shirt, things just changed uh, from being a guest to being part of the, the team, the hospitality team. And I just was in love with it. It was like Cupid's arrow just hitting me right on the tush. And after my first shift, I was just in love with all of it. I found it to be really an exciting way to make a living. I instantly got drawn into uh, the whole culture of the service industry. And And it just continued from there. And every day from that point on, I've met people. uh, I had to pinch myself when I was in their presence, like Billy Joel or Christy Brinkley. Uh, And it just so happened that this one particular establishment was more of an industry Mm -hmm. hangout. It's where club owners, uh, restaurant, restaurateurs, uh, really anyone in the business would come to this one place. It's where the, it, it was like the cheers of that time. So I really got introduced to, 
uh, so many people and uh, saw, also experienced almost like that. I'm not sure if this is appropriate, but that scene in Goodfellas when uh, uh, Karen and Henry Hill uh, go to the Copa mm-hmm. and through the back, through that back oh. door. And that was that experience for me. Like I was young. Kind of- I was about 20, 21. And when I was not working and I was going somewhere else, I always paid my respects to, uh, I always stopped by uh, uh, to see uh, uh, to see Tony Cuz, who was my manager at the time. And he mm-hmm. would ask me, what's your plans? And he would call ahead. And I experienced that never waiting in line, mm. uh, never waiting for a drink, always having my uh, uh, my songs played when I wanted them because you're the <laughs> DJ. Uh, one thing that a really great memory was my parents' uh, wedding anniversary and a very high-end Italian restaurant on the North Shore of Long Island knew the owners. And it was you know, these are times past, but uh, made a reservation. No check was dropped. And uh, a few days later, I came came by to pick up that tab. And my, uh, my parents were treated like royalty. Mm. And it, I, I said, I never, never, I never not want to be part of this club. Just mm. love the industry. And that was my first and fondest memories. That's really beautiful. It sounds like, you know, you kind of, you get that spark because it, it's a warmth, right? You know, it's a welcoming, yeah. welcoming crowd. Uh, yeah. So I, I relate to the, uh, I, I relate to the the feeling of being a part of and uh, being a part of something that is bigger than you. Um, yes. Because, because when you're getting those kinds of connections, when you're making those kinds of connections, they're human connections. It's a really relationship driven industry. And and you know that that I can tell, uh, you know, from from what you you were talking about. Um, I don't know if this is a perfect segue, but do you do you think that uh, that has informed some of the work that you uh, did then later when you became a business owner? And uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, and you know something now that you you said that uh, the biggest thing that I experienced was a sense of community mm-hmm. uh, where on the, the uh, even in the eighties at this first job that I had, they did have dining, they very successful dining uh, uh, portion of this. So I did get to uh, do a little waitering, but it was mainly my bartending was my track was that I realized that, Uh, on your day off, you went to visit other people to pay your respects. They came on their days off to visit you while you're working. And uh, that's where such a sense of camaraderie among people that in any other field, they would be considered competitors. But I didn't see any competition. Um, In the hospitality industry is more uh, this huge community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something that uh, really affected me moving forward uh, because oh, as time went by and from the 82 to 97, when I opened up my first uh, hospitality event resource company in New York City, mm-hmm. the reason for that was I wanted to give back to 
the community that I was involved in, that I forged long lasting relationships that I still have today. And I wanted to do my part to elevate that. So I decided to open up uh, my first endeavor, which was Yippee, Y-I-P, Triple E, fun name, serious business. And uh, things began from there, took it to a different level. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I, I love the name Yippee too. I, I feel like that should be stickers and hats and t-shirts everywhere. <laughs> We're in the party business, it's all about fun. Oh, and right. uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. And that is uh, transition to, uh, you know, the company that hired me, which was uh, HMG. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's how I got to know you and, and Karen and everybody. And it's been a fantastic, you know, everything you just described, fun, but serious and, mm-hmm. and always feels like there was a focus uh, when I was onboarded and I was becoming a part of the team that this isn't just about you. This isn't just about me. It's about all of us. It's about the community and it's about growing together. Uh, and that kind of brings me to another, you know, uh, point that we need to discuss, which is the Academy for Hospitality Arts. Mm. Uh, that mm-hmm. is such an incredible uh, new opportunity for all of us Um do you want to just talk about that a little bit? Yes, I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, from 97 till uh, 2014, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a very successful front of the house staffing firm in New York City. And uh, our my main focus uh, was service and the science of service. And I was fortunate enough uh, with my uh staffing company to be involved in multiple environments on a regular basis, whether it's, it was a private club or a hotel banquet or a high-end restaurant. Uh, I was involved in all. And I didn't mention this earlier, but the thing that really got me interested in the whole bartending thing was just a deep love for people watching, you know, I just love people. I love to uh, see them. And if you've ever been behind a bar, it's quieter Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a stage and you're watching this whole uh, play of life, like unfold Mm -hmm. conversations and stuff like that. And um, so when we, uh, uh, for the, the staffing part uh, through, I was fortunate enough that early on, early on in 97, we hooked up with uh, uh, Bobby Flay at the time and Food Network was one of my clients. And th- this was the beginning of a, a new page for the hospitality industry. And I shared the same focus of the quality of service as the celebrity chefs had for their cuisine. And it was then that I was first asked, why not put a school together for what you do? Because our community could use it. And it took till 2014 and other folks uh, that were clients of mine uh, that ran hotels, uh, presidents of billion dollar 
uh, divisions of uh, uh, food service companies uh, that were just waiting and saying, when are you going to make this a formal school? Because you need to bring this to uh, our industry. You know, I want you to train us and train managers and train staff and teach them uh, the science behind service. Mm -hmm. And service for me goes a little more than just uh, the guest is always right. Uh, Service has always been a very strategic plan in coordinating the efforts of many for just one time to get it right. Like when that curtain goes up on Broadway, uh, you have that show and there are no do-overs. And I love that about that. And I felt that uh, uh, great cuisine, getting to know uh, celebrity, you know, the celebrity chefs that I got to know. And it started off with Bobby and it just went on and on to hundreds of uh, celebrity chefs was that they really deserved the, the our community deserved someone to have the same amount of respect and focus for the art of service. And I looked at it as more than just upselling items. It's the actual art of service, bringing a team together, having consistency and, uh, and having a great time and really instilling uh, self-esteem and respect in all our service members. The reason why I bring that up, I watched something called Event with Wolfgang Puck, and I've had the pleasure of working with him uh, over the years a few times. I remember it. I'm sure he doesn't, uh, but it was a positive experience. Watching this first episode, I saw the level of passion and respect in the culinary team. Uh, And you find this very often in back of, we call it back of house, front of house being the dining room where the, the clients, we share space with the clients. Right. or the guests, I apologize, guests. And the back of the house is shared by the culinary team and also the service team, but it's their territory, it's their land. And I always respected the fact that all the executive chefs that I met, as demanding as they were, always shepherd their team. You know, they had a, a connection with that culinary team. Mm-hmm. And I, it was lacking for the service team. It didn't have to be that way. I made it my, my, my goal in life to bring the two together. The academy was the big idea. And we'll have to leave it there for now. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in part two of our conversation with Michael DePerry. Also, we release bonus episodes once in a while, and one will be coming up next week with our Q&A from the Town Hall with Longevity University. Make sure to subscribe to the May I podcast from the Academy for Hospitality Arts, wherever you find your podcast. Until next week, when we ask once again, may I?